Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Guess what? What? Went on a date last night. Oh. Hot date. Yeah. I'm not on the app, so I went with my wife. Okay. We decided that we would go out and talk about the weird, musty smelling oh. in our living room rather than uh, sit in the living room saying, I think it's getting worse. You've not sorted it out yet? You've not found the source? What? what, what, what I just, I don't, I don't know what to do. Drifter did get in touch, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, Regal Earl Nick, who said, whilst I'm not offering to come round and sniff your hole, I think he meant house, but... I hope Some so. kind of Freudian slip there, yeah. perhaps. He says, I have an idea what it could be. Oh, okay. Ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Ladybirds, or for Sarah, ladybugs, because that's what they call them in America. It says, ladybirds give off a funny smell when they are stressed. I don't have a solution, though. Maybe drive them out with spiders. This is the craziest theory ever. Mm, yeah. I mean, for, firstly... I'm 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 not sure that I particularly want a, a solution that has been inspired by the song There Was an Old Lady Who Swallowed a f- Fly. Was she a lady or a woman? Lady. Yeah. Uh, cuz that didn't work out well for her, I don't think. No. It's she... been a long time, but did 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 she die in she the She swallowed end? a horse, she died of course. Of course. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, I knew there was a horse inv- involved and it mm. didn't end well for her. Um and th- then secondly, I can't help take a little umbrage and be, be a little bit offended at the idea that ladybirds in our house would be stressed. They should be really relaxed and happy. I, I think so. I, I like to think that this is uh, a, a space that feels good to all animals. Yeah. It's like a little sanctuary for all creatures without it being an actual an- animal sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do feel that nine out of ten times when people designate their residential home a some kind of animal sanctuary, it's it's, it's not the sign of a well mind. Well, or a clean house. <laughs> I do feel that growing up, like on on the estate where I grew up, people would do that from time to time. Just have too many animals in the house and start taking in animals, and and then perhaps somewhat ironically would would always be visited by the RSPCA themselves right. and, and closed mm, down. Mm, mm. So almost like their intentions and uh, and the effect were directly at odds with each other. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
I don't know about this ladybird theory. Is that the only suggestion you got? Because that is, for me, that's a really insane suggestion. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, don't mean to. Uh, is what's his be... credentials? None. He just doesn't doesn't say. All oh, right, he's just guessing. Okay. Well, I don't think you just invent that ladybird smell. It must be based on something. Now, it might be based on something he half remembers somebody once saying uh, that yeah. has no yeah. bearing on the truth. Mm. Do you it, like a do you like a ladybird? I do and I don't. I kind of like the colouring. Mm. But I do feel that if they were, for example, all one colour, like all blue or something, I wouldn't want them crawling out of my hand. Yes. And that feels a bit unfair. Yes. Well, yeah. it's shallow. Yeah. Sh- it feels a bit shallow. It because it, it's it's this thing, isn't it, where um, you see a ladybird and you try and get it on your hand. Mm. If you see one of those flies which goes from faecal matter to your sugar bowl, mm. you're unhappy about mm, it. Mm. And I'm not sure that there's that much difference. No, there really isn't. No. But they're pretty, mm, mm. which says a lot about us humans, doesn't it? Does, it does, unfortunately. Same as butterflies and moths. And yes, all yes, yes. Um, no, so, so this, this mystery of the smell in our front room remains unresolved. Mm. <sighs> I don't know... None the wiser. I did ask on last week's podcast if anybody knows what type of professional you should invite into your home mm. to have a sniff and tell you what it is. But uh, nothing on that. No, I still, I'm, I still don't think dead animal. Okay. A neighbour said, it, "Could it be a, a dead mouse or a rat?" Mm-mm. But I, I don't think it's that smell. It's very much like a pile of washing that you've left in the machine and then taken out. If only there was a way, like a smell internet, where you could. Like, you mean like Shazam for smells? Yes, yes. That's a great idea, because isn't it, it? Because it could be that ladybird thing, but how are you going to know? Where are you going to test it out? Where this are you going to? This is a great idea. Yeah. And and describing a smell is so subjective mm. that when I've tried to look up what things smell like on online, Mm-mm. I don't I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I can't tell you what something smells like. I don't know the right adjectives or comparisons. No. I think I said last week I I am the polar opposite of the lead character from Patrick Suskin's <laughs> Perfume. Mm-mm. In the in the city of Graz, in Provence, with his finely attuned nose. That's not you, is it? Not me. I'm no, nothing like that at all. Me neither. I don't even wear a perfume or a, a cologne. How do you not? Aftershave. Never. Eau de cologne. No. Never ever. No. Have you? You've known me all these years. You know. Yeah, but me. I've never thought about it before. But no, now. Put a bit of bo it. spray on from time to time. But apart from that, and 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 that, I tend to go odourless. What are you laughing at the phrase bo spray? <laughs> no, I've not heard it since the eighties. I know. I thought let's bring let's bring it back. Right. Um, now that we don't have to worry about the hole in the ozone layer anymore, mm-hmm. I stopped using it. Went roll on. Oh yeah, back on the bo spray now. Great. Now that they've fixed that hole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I used to. I think as a teenager, I would wear that one called Jazz. Do you know what I mean? It was no. like a black and white bottle. No. Ah, oh, oh, sorry. Is it? Yeah. An, is it an eau de toilette or a deodorant? I do know the one you mean. I think it's yes. cologne. Yeah, I do know the one you mean. Yeah. Yes, very eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but since then, I've I've not really bothered. I think it's. I think the whole. Do you do you do you have a regular fragrance? No, I I I've got one, but I only put it on when I go out, so I never wear it. What so is it? Go out. I don't know what the name Channel is. Channel Five. No, Channel. <laughs> Tom got it for me from a shop, and I don't know the name of it. Was it one of those shops that? <laughs> no. It was Liberties. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How did you know what shop I meant? Of course, everyone knew what shop you meant. The ones without any doors or windows. Yeah, with that shop. Yeah. 
yeah, no. like you're not quite sure if they're paying rent for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not I think it's, I think perfumes, aftershaves, in a way, they're weird. Like you go into a shop and you spray something on yourself and then you think, I think this is what I'm going to smell like for the next three or four months. Yeah, yeah. And then often people stick with it their whole life and mm, it's their fragrance. That's what they smell of. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's an odd one. Anyway. Mm. So we went out to dinner last mm. night, uh, Sarah and I. We we travelled by bus. Okay. And we we were walking to the bus stop and Sarah looks over her shoulder and she sees the bus approaching from behind. And she says, do you think we'll make it on time? And I, I perform a quick calculation. I say, no, no way, not at all. She's going, come on, let's run. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to run. Right. Don't want to run mm. for the bus and then be forced into doing that humiliating oh. kind of slow down, shrug at the same time, maybe shake a fist when the driver just keeps going anyway. Mm-mm. But she insists. So so we start running and, and we're running. Nobody's looking at me and thinking there's a man running fast, but by my standards, this is this isn't a, a little jog. It's it's close more akin to a sprint. Okay. Um with my, pers- my my abilities. And then something amazing happens. Sarah makes eye contact with the bus driver, and for once it is a nice bus driver, not not the sort who sees people running and then instantly thinks, how can I get these doors closed really quickly so that I can cackle at them from behind <laughs> the closed door before driving off? It's a nice one who who indicates to her, I don't know, I'm, I'm running so I don't see this happen, but indicates to her, that he's going to stop. So she shouts, he's going to wait for us. So then I pick up speed because I don't want him to wait mm. any longer than necessary. Guess what Sarah does? What? Begins, slows, she slows to a saunter. Oh, right. What's, really? What the, do you not think that is a deeply strange thing to do? She should carry on. She should, she should increase her speed yeah. because she now knows that we will catch the bus, but he, people are going to be waiting because yeah, of us. Yeah. But because she knows that he said yes, she, she then thinks, all right, well, I'll take advantage of that by slowing to a saunter. Take my time now. Yes. Now that I've got it. Yes. Really? I was, I, th- I don't know what the right word is, but, but sort of horrified because mm. this man was pure of heart. Mm-mm. And then she thought, well, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to take me. I'm going to approach the bus in a lackadaisical fashion now. You could say she took advantage of it. Yes, you, you could. You, you could, could say, say that. that. It's our tenth wedding anniversary in September, and, and I mean, I don't know if we'll make it. <laughs> I think that's a real telling detail about somebody. Well, I think she's not one of us, is she? What? Well, well, in in that worrying what people think. I think she doesn't worry so much. In, in it, she does in a good way. Yeah, but I think this would be in a good way. This yeah. wouldn't be just in a. I'm surprised. I am surprised actually. So, what did you do? Did you overtake her? Did you sprint? Well, I, w- I was already ahead. Oh, okay. I was okay. already ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's got a gammy leg. Right, right. Um, and I don't. Mm. I'm very slow moving, unfit man, mm. but I don't have a gammy leg, which gives me uh, gives me a slight advantage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So, so anyway, we get on the bus and I am super smiley to the bus driver and grateful, almost gro- in a groveling way. Mm. And then we sit down and we are so out of breath <laughs> that a man moves away from us. Really? So it's a fairly empty bus. There's only two or three other people on. We sit behind this guy and we are panting in a way that I think must just sound disgusting. It must sound like 
Je t'aime, mon emploi, or Le Louis French Kiss or something. He was revolted by your heavy breathing and left. Well, he looked round at us. Yeah. And then he moved from the back of the bus where we were down oh, to the front of the bus. Really? Where he remained for two or three stops oh, wow. before getting off. Wow. So it wasn't just like he was getting off. Yeah, yeah. He moved away from us because our breathing was so disgusting. Heavy breathing is not nice, though. No. It's not. No. I do have some sympathy with him. So we get to this uh, this restaurant. And um, we have a reservation because we're not spontaneous people. Mm. You're not going to one of those awful places where you just no, absolutely have to turn not. up. Absolutely no. not. No. No, no, no. Don't like to be spontaneous. Mm. And um, so, so we we tell the mate to d we've arrived. Do you know, I really hate saying the the word or the is it a word? The title mate to d word and a bit, isn't it? It's a word and a letter. Is it mate? I thought it was matra. I mean, I've been saying it wrong. I'm definitely never saying it. Maitre again. d. Oh, maybe it is maitre d. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know what that accent was. <laughs> it sounded a little henchmanish mm. rather than the elegant French waiter that I was going for. Yeah, I don't like saying it. See, if this, if anything, this has just compounded the yeah. fact because I've quite possibly been saying it wrong. And if anything, saying maitre d, which I think you're right. Mm. I think I've fallen into a bad habit somewhere along the line. I don't think I've always said it like this. Mm-hmm. Is is even more exhausting. What can you say instead, though? What's the, I don't what's the know. translation? What do you say? The host? The host. It's not right, is it? Um, so um, we, 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 t- we tell the maitre d' that we, we've arrived and um, he leads us towards some stairs, which in turn lead down into a basement. Okay. The basement area of this restaurant. And um, basically, I, I assume it's... Maybe not Sarah's, but I, I assume it's it's my level of attractiveness that they they want us off the nice ground floor, gotcha. which have windows out onto the street because it's, it's not nice for the other diners, and so they they want to get us sub onto a subterranean level. I'm sure it's not that. This this is this is what I believe. Mm. This is what I believe in my heart to be to be the truth. Um, but I, but I don't want to make a fuss. I don't want to say why are you shoving me underground like a mutant. <laughs> Happily, though, uh, I do like Sarah to make a fuss, and she clocks what's going on, and she she can see that I'd, I'd rather sit upstairs. So, so, so she then asks him mm. if we can sit on the ground floor. Oh yeah, which, as I say, it's got big windows out to the streets area. It's, it's the nicer of the two rooms, and he he sort of looks pained and says, "I'll see what I can do," mm-hmm. which I never quite understand. Mm. Because there are there are empty tables. I can see them with my eyes. Mm. And is it, is it really that much of a task? Unless is, if they're reserved, then yes. But, if they're not, so, then so no. So this, this is what I'm unclear on. Mm. How many people really are um, a, a, a booking a table in a restaurant and specifying which area they're sitting in? Percentage-wise. I don't know. This is, it seems surprising to me right. that it would be 50%. percent hmm Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what a good business idea would be. Mm. Um, an app with the floor plan schematics of every restaurant with the table numbers that they use. So you can always request oh. a table number like yeah. like Michael Winner might have done back. Yeah. The late Michael Winner might have done back in the, mm. back in the day. Mm. Um, so anyway, he looks annoyed. He goes away to do whatever he's doing and, and the, the rejigging. I don't, 
Um, and, and we're just standing there in the middle of the restaurant floor because we've been en route to the back to go down the stairs and feeling like a spare part. And there in my duffel coat because I am a duffel coat wearer now. Did you know oh, this? Oh, did not know this, no. Yeah, I got a duffel coat for Christmas. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's like I was born to be in it. Somebody said to me, I must have seen you in a duffel coat because I think I just seem like somebody mm, who would have had a duffel coat. Mm. Um, and the, the the waiters are fussing around us and just feel like you're in the way, yeah? Yeah. And annoying everybody. And also just a weird presence for the other diners because when you're standing up and people are sitting, I think you're looming in an unpleasant way. Mm, mm. So this goes on for a couple of minutes. He comes back. And good news, he has been able to do whatever 3D chess move it requires and, and, and find us, uh, <laughs> um, find us a, a table right in the window. Okay. It's, okay. it's great for great. my self-esteem mm, because, mm. you know, we, we, are, we are winners. We're in the window. They've put us in the window because th- th- maybe they think that will tempt other people in. Mm. People like us being in the window. These beautiful people. Yeah. yeah. Or I do think they were fully booked, so it might have been to deter people from even trying to come. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. Um, so we sit down at a table. Now, here's, uh, here's a question for you. Do you think that the range of types of pasta on a menu has increased dramatically? What, in the in recent years, yeah, I would say in the last ten years. Oh, I can't. I don't know. You have to tell me. Have they? What? Do, what? You not got an opinion on this? That. What you think it used to be just penne, and now there's so I think you used to have your pen, your tag, fuse, <laughs> spag, right, rav, right. I mean, taught that that was basically it, right, right. But last night we sit down at this table. It wasn't Italian. It was a, an Italian Can restaurant. You not abbreviate them, please. Go, keep going. Yeah. Um, and there's something called picci. What? Never heard of it. No. And and I think that now they can put anything on a menu and, and not have to simplify it because really it was just like fat spaghetti or something. Oh, okay. Uh, fat spag. Right. Um, I I think now that you can just Google what things are on your phone, Mm. they'll put anything on a menu. Okay. To test your Googling skills. (laughs) Because I hate, I really hate having to ask the waiter what a thing is. I'd so much rather Google it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just improved life Mm. dramatically Mm, mm. because it feels like they're winning and you're losing. Mm. So I was winning when I got put in the window, but then I'm losing if I have to ask what something is on the menu. It's, It's humiliating. And um, and the waiter we get, I think he is kind of fine. But um, but but Sarah becomes paranoid that he saw us standing in the middle of the restaurant, and that we've made a fuss like, "Oh, you're too good to sit downstairs, are you?" And then mm. his he 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 tweaked his service just slightly to punish us oh. for our entitlement, which. I just think, oh, he's probably had a bad night. He doesn't like his job, doesn't like his life. Mm-mm-mm. Maybe his relationships aren't working out. I don't know what's going on with Could this be guy. I, th- I think it's that. And it's it's quite unusual for me to be in a position where I'm looking at somebody else's paranoia and thinking, oh, you're being neurotic. Because he's just, it's just like slightly offhand service. Nothing tangible, mm. but slightly offhand service until it's time to order the dessert. And Sarah orders, um, what do you call that dessert where it's like an espresso coffee mixed in with um, some vanilla ice cream? Oh, I don't know. I know what you mean. 
is it called a why don't you google it for me because you've got your laptop open there so it's an Italian dessert. It's um, espresso coffee poured onto, usually, I think, um, vanilla ice cream. You just typing it in. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I'm like, well, I'm, I think you're doing this to make me say it because I'm going to say it wrong. Uh, affogato. Yeah, affogato as well. But can you Google and see what it's called? <laughs> I went through that for that. <laughs> <laughs> did you do that joke at the restaurant no oh not. But so, so, so she orders this dessert but because it's late at night it's like 10 o'clock or whatever she asks for it with decaf mm. because she's, she's delicate with coffee mm. and people have become very delicate with coffee as previously discussed on the podcast it's genetic oh, let's, oh, let's not talk about it it's, it's, it's genetic. it is genetic look at why, you why did it's everyone it's... used to go to a restaurant and then drink coffee after their meal and they were fine. Mm-hmm. And and now people are, oh, I can't have coffee after 10 in the morning or I won't so sleep tonight. Do you think it's all in the mind or do you think it's an affectation? I think people believe it. I don't, I don't oh, think... So it's all in the, you think it's all in the mind? Yes. Okay. okay. Because it doesn't make sense. People always used to drink coffee after their meal. Yeah, and then they were up all night. But now... they weren't up all night. <laughs> were they? <laughs> also, how are people ever having sexual congress for the first time? Because don't you say, would you like to come up for coffee? Yeah, true. Yeah, because they weren't all having decaf then, were they? That's a good no. point. Um, but anyway, anyway, so she asks for decaf mm. in her affogato. <laughs> um, but then she becomes paranoid that as an act of revenge, oh. he's put caffeinated coffee in. That's exactly the sort of thing because I'd be proud of. Because how would, how, how it, it's, um, it's the perfect crime. Mm-mm. Well, it wouldn't be I mean, be you'd have me. to have a toxicology report. So she, she then, do you want to know what time she got to sleep this morning? Four o'clock. So she really does think you did put caffeine in it? Yes. No, that's terrible. But I don't. Oh, you think, you think it was all in the mind? Yeah. I think if you should have had a caffeinated avogato, mm. she would have um, a de- decaf. If she was convinced she'd had a decaffeinated one yeah. and had caffeine, yeah. she would have been out like a light right. by her usual time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as it is, she convinced herself it was caffeine, mm. and that was what was keeping her awake, not the caffeine itself. Well, my sympathies extend to her because I'm very caffeine sensitive, <laughs> as you know, genetic. I don't think it was the uh, affogato. Mm. I don't think it was coffee. I think it was all the endorphins from running to catch the bus. No. <laughs> Before we move on to the inbox, I just want to say for anybody, because I think as a regular listener to this podcast, maybe you heard how it started and thought, oh, this is going to, he's going to drone on and on and on here. And you fast forwarded through to what we all know is uh, the far better section where we hear stories from drifters. Um, Just so you know, what happened is we went to a restaurant and then Sarah thought the waiter Gave her caffeine when he probably didn't. I don't quite know how it took me a quarter of an hour to say all that, but but there you go. Is this summary going to be a regular thing? <laughs> I don't think it's necessary. <laughs> um, all right. How is the uh, inbox looking this week, Annabelle? Okay, I have an email from Nadine. I'll set the scene. 
I'm in my 40s and into keeping fit, particularly weight training. My local council gym might be a bit shabby, but it has everything I need. And most importantly, no one bothers me and it's not full of posers. On a whim, I decided to try another gym because the timings of the classes it ran worked better for me in terms of fitting it around the kids and work. It was great. A bit more luxurious than the council one. Nice instructors, motivating classes and, at the start, the right level of social interaction for a drifter. A nod to other regulars. Maybe a brief hello, then back to exercising. Great. I like the sense... Apart from the exercising for me, obviously. (laughs) I like the sense that we're all there to work out, not to make new friends. After all, the one thing I don't need as a drifter is to make new friends. No, shed some, if anything. Mm. You probably acquired some. Say she was in her forties. Yes, forties. Yeah, you, you acquire these people. Mm. Yeah, you got to keep um, keep whittling. Is my advice. I started attending a weightlifting class at the new gym three mornings a week, and that's when the trouble started. There was a gentleman in the class. Let's call him Ted, who was in his late seventies. I hope this doesn't sound big-headed, but I noticed that you were trying to catch my eye. But I managed to put my earphones in and avoid any interaction. I wasn't just laughing because he was in his 70s, by the way. I was it, 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 it brought to, No, no, it brought to mind, um, uh, oh, what's his name? From from Airplane, Lloyd Bridges. Okay. You know who I mean? No. He's, he's in an uh, episode of Seinfeld playing either a septuagenarian or an octogenarian who is obsessed with weightlifting uh, this this is where my mind went okay. when nadine mentioned a 70 year old i wasn't mm. just laughing at him being 70 no 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 then after a couple of weeks he came over and introduced himself i responded politely saying hi i'm nadine reminding myself this is what happens in normal social interactions i can be normal i told myself However, every class he now made a beeline for me, telling me stories which were really just brags about how wealthy he was and how clever and successful he was. He even came out with classic lines of, where are you from then? And, oh, you're so exotic looking. All fine. I could handle it. Although I did start arriving closer to the class start time and leaving promptly to minimise the time Ted talked to me. Then things got worse. Ted started getting my equipment out for me before I arrived at class. We talk in a bench, various size weights and a mat. He would lay these out close behind, beside his setup and say, look, I've got all your equipment ready and put you next to me and then talk at me until the class started. Did I say, that's OK, Ted, I prefer to do it myself? No, I did not. Even though I hated Ted getting my stuff out for me, even though it felt intrusive and presumptuous, I pretended I was fine with it and said, oh, that's so helpful. Thank you, etc. While in my mind, I was screaming, stop it. I can get my own stuff out. I don't want your help. Then things get even worse. My job as a therapist requires me to have an online presence and this, together with a somewhat uncommon first name, means if you put my name into Google search along with the area and therapist, you'll easily find my contact details. You guessed it. Ted did this search and began WhatsApping me in the same vein as his in-person chat, essentially delivering mini text lectures to show off his knowledge of politics, current events, etc. Did I say, but I didn't ask Ted? No, I did not. Of course, I politely responded in a non-encouraging way to about half his messages saying things like, gosh, that sounds interesting and good point. Then Ted asked me if I'd like to go for coffee and I knew that I'd let this go too far. 
No drifter wants to go for coffee with someone they hardly know. But I also have three children, a job and a husband, and I barely had enough time to exercise, let alone go for a coffee with someone I had no interest in. Also, as a therapist, I know the importance of boundaries. (laughs) So I pulled on my big girl pants and decided to do what I should have done when the messaging started. Which I could say that I asserted myself and my boundaries, but instead I blamed the kids and said lamely, maybe when my kids are growing up, I'll have time for coffee. But at the moment, I don't. He didn't take this brilliantly, saying, surely I can make time for a quick coffee. Ted. I know. It was all becoming too intense. I dreaded his daily messages and it was ruining my enjoyment of the gym and the classes. My thoughts were dominated by my hoping that he wouldn't be there, planning in my mind how I'd assertively say, I can get my own stuff out, thanks, etc. Then a fantastic new instructor started. He ran a really good class. He was friendly, knew his stuff, etc. However, he introduced a new stretch to the warm down at the end of the class. And he uttered the words that no drifter oh, no. ever oh, wants no. to oh, hear. Oh no! I know what's coming. And those words are: find a partner, <gasps> face each other, and hold hands. What fresh hell was this? The instructor wanted us to have prolonged eye contact while holding hands <sighs> with a complete stranger, both of us sweaty, and squat together to stretch out our backs. Enough. This was more than I could handle. And in a post-COVID world, I thought we'd no longer have to deal with this sort of thing at any time. I turned around and, of course, standing too close to me with an eagerly lascivious smile was Ted. I managed to keep turning to the lady on my other side and grabbed her hands with enthusiasm and mainly from relief, having avoided having to hold Ted's hand. The find a partner handholding was not a one-off. It was now part of every class. Oh. My, anxi- my anxiety before every class and throughout the class was overwhelming. I just could not bear the idea of holding Ted's hand. And in contrast, he was definitely trying to make it happen. Now, to the reason I don't come out of this very well. As a therapist, if I was advising one of my clients in this situation, <laughs> I would suggest they would use this to practice setting boundaries, being assertive and fighting the urge to be a people pleaser. We might practice saying, thanks, Ted, but I'll get my own equipment from now on. Or I'd prefer to use the wall to stretch out my back. Or sorry, I haven't replied. I keep my work phone for clients. I would love to tell you that's what I did. The truth is, I cancelled my gym membership and went back to the council gym with its less convenient class times. And I ghosted Ted, a pensioner, and no longer replied to his messages. I went past Ted's house the other day and there's these milk bottles outside and like leaflets to get... Oh. Ted. No, I mean, Ted is... Uh, he's a bit he's, Ted's, a, Ted's a problem. Yeah, but I'm, I'm enjoying a lot that a th- even a therapist can't get these things right all the time. It's, it's it great, isn't better. it? Isn't it? Yeah. Having to hold hands, though. Oh, I'd had that in pregnancy yoga. They did. A, they used to do a thing every now and then where they wanted you to hold hands or go back to back and like touch, basically touch other people. It was not good. I, I don't even like holding hands with people on New Year's Eve when you're singing mm, Old Lang Syne. Yeah. That, that is uncomfortable yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <sighs> too much it really is also in an exercise you know that trust game that people play where you find out if you can trust somebody if you can just let yourself fall backwards uh, and they catch you yeah, yeah. that gives me a lot of anxiety because i lack the physical strength to catch a person so, i want them to trust me mm. but they shouldn't trust me because um despite intention mm. I, I i lack ability you would drop them yeah this uh this is wonderful um please 
send us your story. Failing to set boundaries mm. because you're a drifter. Yes. Is, is, it really feels like that could yield some good stuff Doesn't for us. It, yeah. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Annabelle? Yes. Let's have another way in which you're not a fully functioning adult. This is something that I touched on last week, and that is starting to feel like an old lady. And the most old lady thing about this is that I knew I'd said something along these lines, but because I'm now so dodgery of mind, I had to listen back to last week's <laughs> podcast to remind myself what exactly was. Oh, I'm but so it was sorry. A... <laughs> How are you feeling after that? <laughs> I'm not good. It was about me at a self-service checkout trying to remember my pin. So I'm feeling like such an old lady at the moment because I mostly work from home and I've taken to placing a blanket over my knees, which is, it just isn't good for me. It is making me feel way older mm. than I am. And then one morning this week, I woke up and I looked at my iPhone, which had updated overnight. And suddenly the time is really massive. They, <laughs> they basically made it large print. If it, did that happen to your phone? Show me yours. I want to compare and contrast. Massive that is. It's like oh, so. so I think I think mine is the same. Oh, yeah. Oh God, I think yours is even bigger. <laughs> so do you think they uh, they they know how old you are? And well, then this is what just... this is what I'm concerned about because I'm thinking is this for everyone or is there something going on where Apple can pick up on mental decline by the way you're using <laughs> your phone and they've made the time massive like those large print books you can get from the library. <laughs> have you have you changed the font size in your text messages? Didn't know you could do that. So I, I've got it the um, the the size that it comes out of the box, right? And I see a lot of people my age; they've made it just a little bit bigger than that. But I refuse to. Oh, I'm refusing despite to. the fact that I'm squinting at my phone constantly. <laughs> I'm just glad that I've got a Kindle because I can make the font bigger on that if I ever need to. Because I already like see those large print books and think they'd look too heavy to read in bed. <laughs> I just wouldn't be able to do it. But I actually think, I do feel like the time's growing. I feel like this time display is getting bigger day by day. And I'm wondering if it's picking up on how long it takes me to find the apps that I use now. Because there are some new ones with the download and it's moved everything around on the screen. I think I'm dodgering over my phone looking for things I use. So I'm proud about that. I looked it up. It seems that this update was for everyone, but it happened last year. Did it happen to you last year? Why I can't I, remember. Why have I only just got it? I don't it? know. I'm like this OOP going, oh, I've just heard about this thing called a mail it's, like, it's like letters, but quicker. And it seems that everyone's complaining about this massive clock, whereas I'm thrilled because I can now see the time without my glasses on. <laughs> I've also started using a thermos every day. I fill it up with boiled water a couple of times a day to save the effort of keeping having to boil the kettle. That's working well for me. So do you keep it, keep it next to you yeah. on your settee? Oh, no, my You've got your blanket. Oh, I thought I'm seeing you on your settee with no, your little no. blanket watching, no. your, watching your shows. No, my- <laughs> Watching your programs. I'm at my desk with a blanket and my little mm. thermos, one with quite a big thermos. I used to work with a guy and I would have been 2021. 20, mm. And there was a guy who seemed ancient and middle-aged to me. Mm. And uh, he, I remember him saying that he would make a thermos of an evening mm. with his tea in it. And then he would go and get in his dad chair mm. and he wouldn't move out of that chair and he'd just have his thermos. And I really felt like <laughs> this a guy who's given up on life. Like, it, mm. it, it really seemed like... I don't want to be that. Yeah, yeah. I want to die young like James Dean if that's what lies ahead. <laughs> but you describing it, and here I am hurtling towards 50, mm. um, it, it sounds quite nice. Well, that that is my life. I am now that man. I'm probably older than that man. Oh, yeah, significantly. Mm. So I take also my dog out for a walk every morning, and it's been very cold of late and a bit wet and icy. So I've been wearing my snow jogger boots. They're like a, a puffer coat, but for your feet. Ooh, and they're lined. Like moon boots? Yeah, like that. 
They're like moon boots. I love a moon boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're not as chunky as a moon boot, but they're like a moon boot. Moon boots were fashionable, briefly. Very extremely in the 80s, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. So they keep my feet really warm and they're perfect, apart from the fact they're quite old and there is some, not very visible, but there are some cracks which let the water in, which is not great when I'm walking over an icy bit and it cracks and my feet plunge into freezing water. So I've started putting plastic bags over my feet oh, and, then, and oh, then putting my oh. boots on. And then my feet are totally dry when I get home. So the the plastic isn't the plastic bag isn't visible. No, I promise you. I I mean, it's not good. I promise you. We know. You know. Yeah, I know. There's a you're admitting defeat. Yeah, if you're sharing the bag, but I'm not. No one can see the bag. Okay. However, I have been finding myself trying to calculate how many steps I am away from putting all my belongings in those check laundry bags and then in a trolley and walking around the streets. And I think I worked out that it could just be four moves. I could be four moves away from that right I've now. I've got one of those. Oh, have you? What's yours? Um, I, I use it, like, say it's before. Oh, those laundry bags. Oh, you've well, got... Not laundry. Oh, hang on. I, I'm thinking of those trolleys on wheels that you see old ladies with. Oh. It's usually after the husband died. They're sort of a re- replacement. They wouldn't go anywhere. They drag them along... Like the, do you know the ones I mean? I mean and they, they were usually the shopping, tartan, they and they've got wheels. They put the shopping wheels. in them. Yeah, but I, I also think they were, you know, they they grew very attached to them. <laughs> I never thought. I'm of that not attached all. to mine. Just every now and again, if I need to get um, firewood, I don't know what. But when, when did you buy one? I've been, I've been so thinking it, about getting one for years. I think I've used it twice. Okay, but you see, it's because I don't have a car. Most people, if they go do a big, I can't do a big shop. Can yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I tell you what really doesn't help with these feelings of becoming old, that I've got a close friend, very similar in age to me, who's just had his cataracts done. And also I've just found out he's got an old lady trolley. <laughs> Sorry to make this about me, Jeff, but have you considered how old this has made your friends feel? <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. you something mm. are those headphones one-legged can you only only hear in one ear this is me talking yeah they are yeah yeah how, how long do you think they've been like that oh i don't know i can't remember when they've been working well to be honest why didn't you say something i don't know i don't make a fuss i did, it doesn't bother me and i don't like to make a fuss i just did the pod i've just done this podcast did i talk about the traitors podcast last week uh, I can't remember. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But Sarah and I just did a, a podcast um, and it was the first thing. She said, oh, are these these headphones don't... She, she was ready to create a fuss. Oh, right. Whereas you and Ed Miliband... Oh, does he not mention it either? Oh, just oh, suffer, so suffer in silence. It doesn't really bother me and I don't like to make a fuss. Oh, I don't want to cause you any unnecessary hassle of having to fix them. But you're a former pro, one-legged cans. It doesn't bother me. No? I could, I could, to be honest, I don't even have to wear them. I could take them off if I wanted to do and bother me. If anybody wants an insight into what type of person generally, not always, but generally becomes a radio engineer, mm. I remember once being about to go on air and the news was on 
And it was one of these things where I had to speak after the news and my headphones weren't working. They were one-legged. I remember running out during the news to find an engineer to say, my cans are one-legged because I've got all the, all the lingo, all the jargon. Mm. And, and thinking they'd have a pair in a cupboard that they would instantly replace them with. And the guy just leaned back in his chair and went, <laughs> oh, are they now? <laughs> and I think there's a lot of the type of person who is drawn to that line of work in that. That's so funny. You would you'd think it'd be someone who'd be like on the case and like totally yeah. urgent and maybe quite yeah. stressed out and like completely going into action, but no. How oh, are they now? All right. Think you're stay here looking at my brochure of canal barges. Is anyone going to die? No. Yeah. <laughs> Which, as the older I get, the more I admire it. Mm, as oh, frustrating yeah. as it was at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Well, well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll try and sort that out. I mean, I don't know how. I didn't buy me. some new ones. I don't know. Because um, we we did this. Now this is my memory is worse than yours. I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, but Sarah and I basically we got carried away watching the traitors, mm. and. Um, we didn't start like a lot of people until between Christmas and New Year. Um, and we were saying, oh, I wish I'd been watching it as it was going out because we could have done a podcast because it's all I want to talk about. Mm. But it felt like the the stable door horse bolted, although put that into the right order. <laughs> I always forget the uh, the saying. Mm. Closing the, bolting the stable door. No. Yeah. Closing, closing the stable door after the horse has bolted. That's it. It's the bolt makes it confusing. Mm, because the bolt's on a yes, door. I yes. Know, I okay. Know. Good, good, good. We worked worked through that as a team, didn't we, you yeah, and I? we did. Um, and, and then the BBC announced that they'd acquired the American one and they were going to put it on the iPlayer. So I said, oh, we should do a podcast. But then it turned out that they were putting all 10 episodes of it up in one go. And I thought, oh, God, we've we got to do... Because we can't just do one a week. Mm-hmm. Got to get them out quickly. So we decided we'd do one podcast for every episode. Uh, sorry, for every two episodes of the American one. So five in total and put them out every day, which is what we did last week. So I had to make a podcast a day, every day last week. And then we ended up getting a couple of interviews with cast members as well mm. um, who contacted us on Instagram. So I was just run ragged. I was just run ragged yeah. last week, yeah. which is why the podcast was late because I fell asleep at my computer <gasps> editing. Sarah came home. And it was, I was slumped over the keyboard with my boots on. No. Yeah. I'd fallen asleep editing. It was, it was not good. Um, and I know people might be surprised to, to hear that this is edited, <laughs> but only, only in a very, very loose sense, <laughs> I, I must point out. Um, but it's a funny thing. So I really enjoyed the American one. I don't know how much you did or didn't watch of it. I'm, I'm going to watch it and I haven't yet. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's a different beast to the British one, and you've and, and there definitely comes a point in watching it where you think, oh, I love this in its own right as its own entity. It's not just that Alan Cumming is is being brilliant. It, it's it's got its own thing going on. But they're funny things these shows because once they're over, almost instantly the the, the spell is broken. Right. So I'm not thinking about it at all now. Okay. It's not even occurring to me now. Right. Right. Whereas last week it was all I wanted to think about, mm. and because. I, made a stupid decision to do a podcast every day. It, it was all I was thinking about. Mm. We spoke to one of the traitors. I think you've, have you seen one episode? Uh, so I've, seen the, I've seen the first one, yeah. I think I've seen all of it, yeah. So there's that guy, he's called Christian. He's got long hair. He's got a, a shaggy dog quality yeah. to him. Yeah, he's yeah. former military. So we were put in touch with him and we did this interview with him. And it was like when we used to be on the radio interviewing Big Brother stars. It was, it was better than any celebrity because you were so invested mm. in their lives. And um, he's, he's really into something that I didn't know about called van life. Do you know about van life? No, what is it? It's, um, 
it's people who have either decided to move their lives into or spend a lot of times in camper vans. Okay. And go like Winnebago's and things. Okay. And then they go off seeing typically the United States, but but the world, I guess, if you're not over there. But I think it's a big thing over there. And I was thinking, aren't trends funny? Because if you were to go on Instagram and search for the hashtag van life, mm. you'd see all these impossibly good-looking people <laughs> going to Burning Man or the Joshua Tree, or, or, or and it's this hip thing. Mm. Whereas that wasn't the case if, when I was at school, somebody's parents were into having a caravanette. <laughs> yeah. And it's, the same, it's the, yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, very different, yeah. Like you think Nuts in May or Jay from the Inbetweeners. Right, yeah. When when you think of camper vans. Mm-hmm. Until you don't. It's this whole thing on Instagram. Hashtag van life. I don't know. I don't, don't really enjoy a caravan. You don't? No. I don't think I've ever like slept in one or anything. I don't know. I haven't. Not That's even. a hole in my life, isn't it? Well, yeah, isn't... I think see if you can get through. <laughs> I, 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 get the, I get the appeal. I love the sound of raindrops on the roof of a caravan. Mm-hmm. But they, it's just a bit too tight on space. Yeah, yeah. It's too easy to make it messy. There's a lot of things that are two-in-ones, I think. Yeah, having to yeah. fold stuff down and mm, then back up again. Mm, mm. But if anyone's listening to this and thinking, no, I'm, I'm going to sell you on the uh, on the joys of hashtag van life, mm-hmm. or even the old-fashioned nuts in May type, yeah. then I'd, um, I'd be open to that as well. I went to um, Sarah's show last week. She did her show at the Soho Theatre in London. Mm-hmm. Um, you made a decision uh, to, to not support her. <laughs> I, I, I have already seen the show, which I loved. Yeah, me, me, me too. Yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, sometimes you <laughs> show up for people who show you. Yeah, she's shown you a lot of kindness over the years, I think. So, I, don't, I think she's fine about it. I'll ask her. She won't, she won't tell you, you know. No. But am I just acting up for the podcast? I think I think so. I don't know. Maybe I am. I maybe don't I'm know. not. Maybe I'm I can't, not. Can't tell. I can't tell. Um, and I want to say hello to uh, a drifter who was sat at the um, table next to me. Oh, nice. John, I think his name was. And he had been on jury service and was telling me about that. And he'd made good friends on, on jury service, oh. which um, was surprising information because he, he, he had this old story about being a drifter and buying tickets for the wrong day and then not wanting to make a fuss and then pay. And anyway, um, it made me think, if, if, if I was on a jury, I think an innocent man could go to the chair because of my drifterish tendencies. Why? Now, this is assuming it's American jury and there's a death sentence involved. (laughs) But um, that's quite extreme if it was here. (laughs) Because if if there was a loud, assertive jury member Mm. who was just insisting in a bullish way that somebody was guilty, Mm. do you think I'd get into it with them? Or do you think, yeah, I mean, I see what you mean. Yeah, probably. Because I just want him to like me. (laughs) It may depend on your mood. <laughs> That'd be my guess. Be- oh, Annabelle! But with a stranger, though, mm, mm. like that's the you—you you, you just got at something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just revealed a fundamental truth there, but I, I don't think it applies to strangers, okay. does it? I'd love to see you in. I'd love to be in a fly on the wall. Like oh you, no, jury service. Just be very quiet. Do you think you would? Yep, yep. I'd just blend in. People would forget I was on the. Jury. And even if you had they think, a very... why are there only 11 angry men? <laughs> one, even... one. Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> Go on, what were you going to say? No, nothing. What? Matter. No, no, say no. it. Just like one disappearing meat man. It wasn't one meat man. Thing, yeah. One diffident man. Yeah. yeah. Why would you like Would you like it? Jury service. Yeah. 
I'd like dragging it out, but mm. I wouldn't like arguing. I wouldn't mind if it was a very interesting case. But what, surely it's like any situation where you have to go around and say what you think and you're just dreading it getting to you. Yeah, I don't know if I was really passionate about it. But if it was a really interesting case and I was passionate about it, I might get into it. I don't know. It would depend on how alpha everyone else was as well. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of things that would mm. make a difference for me. Um, one more thing. Mm. I have this friend, Michael. He's a, he's a hairdresser. In fact, he has been on this podcast. I think he covered one of the weeks when you were on maternity leave. Did he? I think he did. Oh. He's definitely now, now that I say it, I'm not. I'm, I'm thinking, have I made that up? No, you know what? It's ringing a bell. But he's, he's definitely yeah. been on the podcast when he used to yeah. do the incident, and he he is he's just great. So he's a hairdresser, but. Um, with a bit of glitz and glamour to him, a bit of stardust to him. He's, he's been on TV a bunch. He used to have his own show on one of the um, high-up digital channels. He was the resident hairdresser on The One Show. He did this whole street barber thing. He has a great podcast with Davina McCall called Making the Cut, um, if you're after something to listen to, apart from this, or instead of this. And he has somewhat recently invented a hairdryer. Mm. It looks like if... Um, if Apple had invented a hairdryer, this is this is what it looks like. So, my understanding of it is that there's a there's a Dyson one, yeah, that's incredibly expensive, yeah, 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 and and this does everything that can do, but look looks more stylish. Great, and he's invented it, and um, and and as a consequence of that, he is he's always doing he's always putting loads of stuff on social media. And he's brilliant at it. He's born for it. He's got a great connection with the camera. And it's been going so well for him that he has this studio where he films all his uh, social media videos. Right. And he's always doing people's hair and filming it and talking to camera and talking about the hair type and explaining what you would do and how, how to fix this problem, how to get it looking this way. And he's it's, 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 it's just great. He's born to do it. So last week I was, uh, I was meeting him for dinner. Mm. And my my hair has been getting a little unruly. I'm trying to grow it out a little bit, but at the sides, I was looking a bit like I can't remember if it's Statler or Waldorf from my picture, <laughs> but very tufty. I think a tufty isn't a word. You there are certain words you don't want to hear mm. when describing your own hair. Tufty is one. Yeah. Frizzy. That's not good. I think. Yeah. Um, Patchy. Yes. <laughs> so uh, due to the tuftiness, I asked if prior to dinner if I could just. Pop round, meet him out of work at his studio, and he he could give me a quick trim to reduce the tuftiness. Okay. He, being just the generous man that he is, says no problem at all. I turn up, he sorts my hair out. When you arrived today, yeah. you commented on on how good it is. It looking. looks really good. It does look really good. Do you know what he didn't do? What? Film it and put it on Instagram oh, or TikTok or anything what? like that. So I honestly, I look at his feed every day. There's the constant procession of people going in there, getting their hair done. Mine, not even worth getting the camera phone out. Maybe, I'm trying to think this, there could be a nice reason. Maybe because you're a friend, he didn't want to ask you. Maybe. I don't, I don't think so. Or he didn't want your face on his social media. I think it's that. <laughs> I think I'm off brand for him. No. I think, you know, he, he is in a glamorous world and I think that I would bring the it would bring the glamour level of his social media down, having a face like mine. And do all the others look like models? 
Or, it, or are they what you might describe as just your everyday people? I would say that there's a range mm. that would go from catalogue model mm. to, yeah, like the, the, the face that would launch a thousand ships. Oh, right. Well, the, yeah, he didn't want you on it. No. No. I would bring the, aver- bring the yeah. average down. Yeah, yeah, you would. I'd, I'd uh, have an effect on his engagement. Yeah, you would. Really Sales of his hairdryer would, would plummet <laughs> yeah, yeah. as a result. Yeah. That's how unappealing I am. Well, you're just not a model, that's all. Sorry. But I didn't think I was actually repellent. No, you're not repellent. I thought I was a neutral. You're not repellent. I think people would unfollow him if they saw my face. They think, this isn't what we follow you for. (laughs) How dare you do this to us? I am eating. (laughs) I'm eating and looking at my phone. How dare you put that in front of me? No. I feel bilious. Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. The glasses have gone back on. I took you by surprise then, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, it's like I'd forgotten this is what we do every week. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready now, though. If okay. You are. I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay. First one from Mike Downing. This is sort of a quandary, but it's more about is this something that affects other drifters or is it just me and does it affect non-drifters too? I'm talking, of course, about the open doors, closed doors <laughs> button on lifts. Are you right there? <clears throat> yes. I'm fine. You sound a bit like Neil from Happy Valley. Oh, do I? <laughs> I must must just say, um, I said what put that in my head. I saw a tweet earlier on from uh, Elliot Eastwick, who is uh, a, a DJ and inventor of hot sauce, and um, it tickled me. Just I'm just trying to find it now. Just bear with me a second. <clears throat> I'll have a drink. Of he water said, today, um, "The grand finale of Happy Valley is just Neil managing to finally clear his throat." <laughs> Very good. Yeah, so I wanted to to credit where that thought came from. So the open doors, closed doors buttons. They yes. don't say open doors, closed doors. They have indecipherable symbols. They have to be deciphered in a split second. It's always the same. I'm in the lift on my own. And as the doors begin to close, someone appears who wants to get in and panic ensues. I look at the buttons, but my brain just can't compute in the time needed which one is open doors. And in the end, I have to take a 50-50 chance, which inevitably ends in me hastening the doors closing and leaving the person behind thinking I'm the worst person in the world. It would probably look better if I didn't bother trying to press the correct button at all. Now, I'm not a complete idiot. If I'm in a lift and I don't have to use the buttons, I can look at them and work out which one is which. And believe me, I do this quite often to try and commit to memory which one I need to press. They must be slightly different in each lift because it just doesn't go in. And the next time the same situation presents itself and I'm back to square one. Now, I've been in lifts with other people who I know not to be drifters. And when the doors begin to close and someone appears, they just confidently press the open doors button like they haven't got a care in the world. So my quandary is, do I continue with my 50-50 attempts and hope for a better success rate than my usual current 20% or do I just do nothing? Or do I stand in the best blind spot in the lift and as far away from the buttons as possible? And as people squeeze through the closing do- closing doors whilst getting crushed, I just say, oops, sorry, didn't see you there. Suppose I could just take the stairs. Now, I could have written this email because everything he's saying is me. Yeah, no, um, it, it is, it's, it's Jesus Christ's way of saying you should take the stairs, I think. But I, I know I, I feel exactly the same because in theory... If it's like frog's legs, 
that would mean open the doors. If it's like knobbly knees, it would mean close the doors. But you can explain this, and yet when it comes to the moment, no, I know, I know. I, my, my brain will freeze, and I won't know which one to press. They just they mean nothing to me. I think, and I haven't tried this yet, but I think I will. Maybe the best thing to do is, and this is along the lines of what he said, the moment I walk into a lift, regardless if there's no one within a 20-mile radius, I'm going to get my phone out and stare at it so that if by chance someone else does get in, I can, I just won't have seen them and I'm, I'm fine. Ah, that's good. Pretend to be, I always wear headphones so they just look completely oblivious. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't see you there. That is the only way out of it because you end up looking like you're closing the door on them because you will inevitably get the wrong one. But then you press the other one and do real apologetic face, right? Yeah, but, you but it's humiliating. You look like a you look like a fool. So humiliating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is humiliating. Can you think of anything better than that apart from yeah, just take the stairs? <sighs> what about stand frozen to the spot, going? I don't know which button it is. <laughs> I don't know which one is open and which one is closed. And surely fifty percent of people would be like, "Me neither." I never know either. No one well, knows. If if if. This is what we're hearing in this email, and you and I both feel the same way. Mm-mm. I mean, it's, I don't think it's a statistically significant sample size, no, but there is, no. there is good anecdotal evidence that we, we are not alone in this. Yeah, yeah. I just wish we were back in the golden days of lifts having, uh, what are they, who, who, who are the people who like wear uniforms and press the buttons in bell the bellboys? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. That would solve the problem of bellboys. Bell yeah. I mean, it wouldn't solve a problem that they wouldn't know which one was it either, but I suppose they'd learn over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's their job. Yeah, they've, they've got special If it training. was my job, I'd be able to do it, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think, if you'd just been I on, think. if it had been just come back after the weekend or, yeah. or holiday, you might have forgotten again. <laughs> It'd take me a good few weeks to you know, get into the swing <sighs> of it. But yeah, bellboys, that's a solution. I'd love Only to go, go and listen yeah. bellboys. I'd love to go to Gibraltar. You do. Because they, they have... Um, like no, the, they don't. They do monkey bellboys. No, they, they do. Don't. They do. Ridiculous. They do. It's ridiculous thing. Okay, let's go to the next Okay, bellboys is, is the answer. Okay. Phone, staring at your phone. Yeah. I think or, that's a good suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, from Anon. My partner and I recently bought a small espresso machine for the home when it was on sale. A key factor in the purchase was to save money from buying a daily takeaway from the local cafe. However, keeping stock with beans is proving a challenge. When we plan ahead, we order a bag online, always the best option for any drifter purchase, which arrives a couple of days later. However, there are times when we forget and are down to our last bean. The nearest supermarket isn't a great solution as the beans are often stale. The best option is visiting the local cafe who sell freshly roasted bags of coffee. When I get to the cafe to get beans, I've been compelled to buy a takeaway coffee at the same time, despite the fact I can make my own at home and I am purchasing the very ingredients to do so. (laughs) But if I were to only ask for a bag of coffee, it feels like I'm insulting the barista as if I'm openly declaring I can make a better coffee than they can. It also makes me feel cheap, which I am, but others mustn't know that. (laughs) Even though the bag of beans is a more expensive purchase than a single coffee, over time I'm providing less revenue to the cafe than my previous daily takeaway. Is there any way I can buy the beans without needing to add the premium cost of a takeaway on top? Or am I doomed to continue paying for a coffee I neither need nor want? Now, I'm familiar with this situation, but I perceive it differently. Oh, go on. And I don't know if this is useful or not, because... I, I am somebody who will find a reason to worry about what other people are thinking generally. But in this situation, here's what I feel like when I buy the beans. Mm. I feel like I'm one of them. 
I'm not just like, you know, so me and the barista are on a, a level and they respect me because I'm buying the beans. You're professional. Yes, yes. Oh. I'm not just like one of the proles who have to come and get their coffee made for them. There's a respect, I think, for the bean buyer. So a non really just needs to reprogram his mind yes. into seeing that he is an equal and a professional. That that they actually admire you because you're you you're not just expecting them to do do it for you, but you you know what you're doing. I now have... the trouble is, mm. if they then assume a level of coffee expertise that you you can't meet. So I was in um, a cafe the other day, and I said. Can I have a, a black filter coffee, please? Mm. It's my coffee of choice. Okay. Just want everyone to take that in. Okay, yeah. What does that say about me? You're Sophisticated? Very Jack Reacher. Really? Yeah, very Jack Reacher. It's a filter, is he? Black filter coffee, yeah. Because something about not wanting Americano or something that I think seems, I don't know, a bit more pure. It's macho. Sorry, it's the, it's the most macho thing about you without a doubt. Oh, I think it's humble. Oh, no, it's macho. I think there's humility to the filter and then the, I, I, I will accept that the black coffee is, is macho, yeah. <laughs> no sugar. Mm-hmm. All right. Every now and again, I'll have a double espresso, feeling wild, but generally a black filter coffee. Okay. Anyway, really, they're really getting a, a, a glimpse in a different side of me tonight, oh, aren't no, they? it's nice. What with you saying that, I get in a belligerent mood. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. No, but I just you, said it you, you, you intimated it. <laughs> no, it just might depend on how much you felt like. And about you've, you've known you've known me well for a long time. I wouldn't. You were the... describing something that you've seen rather than just I, okay. speculating. I wouldn't use the word belligerent, but okay. What word would word would you use? Argumentative. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would just say, I don't know. But well, I'm not passionate. No, not it's pa- just poli- it wouldn't be passionate. It's it's, it's, it's mm. um. I just want to get in this mood where. Like, <laughs> it's been contradict contrary yeah, yeah. what was it talking about coffee yes oh yeah so so i'm in this cafe the other day and um i said can i have black filter coffee please to have here and he said which coffee would you like at which point he gets three bags of beans out and shows them to me oh and here's here's what i think Ooh. yeah so i can taste difference between one coffee and another a bit but I don't want to make a choice. I'd look like an amateur because I'd be like, which one has got the word chocolate in the description? You know, when they say it tastes oh, like a chocolate. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one yeah, I caramel. want. Yeah, oh, caramel so, chocolate. So I, I always look for the 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 most, <laughs> um, like the strongest ingredient, like if it tastes like salty licorice. Oh, yeah, if it's a strong taste, it's got yeah, yeah. hints of Marmite. Because <laughs> I think it, whatever that thing that I'm going for by drinking black coffee, mm-hmm. I think it compounds it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be given a choice. No. And they don't like it if I say, oh, which one? They don't like it if you throw it back to them either. Because I think it's just personal preference. Yeah, mate. I've, I've described them here. I've, mm, I've, yeah. I don't want you to describe them. Mm, yeah. Anyway. Mm. Um, what was the question? I think we have we dealt with it. Is well, there more? Is there yeah, more? I, do, I do think it's. I have been in a situation before where I've bought coffee beans from a cafe, and I've never felt this. And now I feel like maybe I should be thinking that I'm thinking I'm making the coffee better than you. But I think it reflects very well on you. Mm. I think it's very lovely, but you definitely don't need to do it. No, just reprogram your mind to say I'm an equal and I'm a professional. There we go. Really enjoying all these uh, coffee bean drifters. Mm, yeah. Like last week was wasn't somebody who was into like really nice high end coffee beans. Oh yeah, being delivered. Yes, has been. Yes, yes. And now yeah, well there's there's another answer mm. for you. Get a subscription. Uh, that's yeah. I was going to say that I'd forgotten. Yeah, give a subscription or set a, a reminder in your calendar on your phone. I just had an idea, mm-hmm. and it was 
what if we came up with our own blend of coffee beans? Mm. And um, we had a section of the podcast where we get people to subscribe to our coffee beans. Do you know what's wrong with that idea? Mm. I just spent three minutes saying, okay, who cares? It, all, it doesn't <laughs> vary that much. I've just undermined that idea. You've ruined it already. That could have been our ticket out of the, this yeah. hellhole. Thanks a lot. We could have been the new Mellow Birds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. And that was our podcast. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner, if you have a story for us, perhaps about trying and failing to set boundaries as a drifter, um, or just generally a story of social ineptitude, you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thank you, by the way, to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We are up to something after we finish recording the podcast just now, uh, which will be um, winging its way. Very old fashioned phrase, isn't mm, it? It's nice, though. Sort of phrase you expect in uh, Ken Bruce's mouth, isn't oh. it? Uh, winging its way uh, to Patreon supporters soon. And if you enjoy the podcast and you'd like some, uh, uh, you'd like to show your appreciation and get something extra for that, then support us. It's patreon.com stroke adrift. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the back of music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey made our artwork. And uh, just, just finally, uh, I'd like to find a partner, face each other, and hold hands. Podication time. This is from Catty. Did we hear from Catty last week? Don't think so. Was that not going on about Catty rolls? Oh, yeah. I wonder if it's the same one. Oh, I think it is. It is the same one. It is the same one. Yeah. Did she send in a quandary? There was a quandary that was hers last week. Right, 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 right. I do love a catty roll. (laughs) Spelled differently, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad we got to do this all over again. (sighs) Do you know what I like in my catty roll? (laughs) Some, uh, like, masala potatoes, Mm. a little bit of coriander, Mm. and then a nice green chutney. Lovely. Oh. Yes, please. Making me hungry. There is a. Did I tell you about this branch of Londis? Londis? No, yeah. Go on. You're, you're familiar with Londis? That's extremely. I used to work in one. Right. So for people who aren't, you just describe what a Londis is. It's just a convenience store. It's, like it's a very small supermarket. Right. Yeah. And they're everywhere. I yeah, mean, yeah. they're not everywhere, but they're, they're very, all over very the place. common. Right. Yeah. So there's a branch of Londis near me. Mm. Never given it a second thought mm. until I saw it starting to crop up on a couple of food blogs. <laughs> and all Londises are franchise. Right, yeah, yeah. And there's this family that have had the local one since 1970-whatever. And the mum has started home cooking food on a Tuesday and a Saturday and selling it out of the Londis. Oh, wow. And I think the son is some hip... Gen Z or millennial who's savvy on the social media, and it's become a bit of a thing, oh. and it sells out. And oh, it's wow. I went there last week. It's fantastic. Is it? It's Gujarati oh. food, which is my favourite. 
oh my god, Annabelle, it's something else. But just a branch of London. It's weird, isn't it? There's one I can't remember. It's somewhere in North London. It's like it's more like a deli. It's like a really fancy deli. Oh, like this, like Londoners are a bit insane. Yeah, they're, oh. they're all diff- a bit different. Is it in Belsize Park? I think that's the yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Catty Roll Companies. <laughs> uh, hi, Annabelle and Jeff. Hi. Hi. I wonder if the Catty Roll Company would sponsor us. Oh, that'd be amazing. I like that paneer wrap as well. Mm. You're fully vegan these days, so you wouldn't do that, would you? I wouldn't, know. But maybe they could look at doing something very similar, but with tofu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd have to watch it with the ghee, wouldn't you, with Indian mm. cooking? Do you have to watch it with the ghee? You have to, yeah, you have to be careful, get the vegan options, yeah. Oh. This is, the, 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 these days, I'd, I'd say I'm well over 50% vegan, but it is the, uh, having to watch it with the Indian food yeah, that, that yeah. stops. Anyway, this isn't why Cathy wrote no, in. No, no. It's the last thing on her mind, I imagine. Maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. Maybe it's the second thing on her mind. <laughs> okay, okay. I would love, love a podication for my friend Claire. I moved back to Ireland from London during COVID, which was not meant to be a semi-permanent thing, but it's turned out that way. Also, Jeff, we live near the part of Donegal you mentioned that you'd like to visit, and it is beautiful. In a show in Marlin. This is the part. Look it up online. Okay. Really something else. Um. It's been amazing in lots of ways, but on occasion lonely, as most of my friends are in London. And as I work online as a psychotherapist, and whilst I love my work, I miss having people I know around me. I get, I get that. Mm-mm. Ish. I mean, I say this is somebody who barely leaves the house. But <laughs> that being said, I, I, I will always take a one-on-one therapy session rather than have a video. That's the one bit of human contact I get outside these four walls. Oh, right. I'm exaggerating a little bit. <laughs> I don't mean to make light. I, that, that, that's quite the transition to go, yeah, yeah, go through, yeah. I think. But it's a beautiful part of the world mm. from what my look, looking on Google Images and Google Street View tells me. I've been doing that sometimes, just like looking up bits of that bit of County Donegal on Google Street View and just going off down some tracks and roads. It doesn't Having a look around. Me, not at all. I don't need to go there now. No, it sounds I don't need lovely. to leave the house. No. Um, Long story short, but I've set up a new aspect of my business, which is day retreats by the sea. So we do a mix of activities and try new things like sea swimming. And we held our first one at the beginning of January. And I'm delighted to say it went well. I think that is a a big deal in Ireland, that um, cold water swimming in the sea. Okay. I'm basing it on a photograph I saw on Facebook (laughs) of somebody who did work experience with us 20 years ago. And the TV show Bad Sisters. Okay, well there you go. And now I have this third mm-hmm. uh, piece of evidence to submit. Now it's fact. Yeah. Um, did I say I'm delighted to say it went well? I did this with my friend in personal and professional life, Ash, and we will continue to work together on this, like Ash Catchem, the Pokemon trainer. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Or Ash the Fox from Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the reason for this publication is my friend Claire very kindly came over and worked with us and helped us to make it a big success. And, uh, And she did this pretty much off her own bat. There was lots to do as it was our first and we were all learning. 
So it was helpful to have Claire's first-class organisational and event management skills making the whole day run smoothly. No one drowned. <laughs> did you write that bit yourself? Yeah, I did, yeah. I thought so. <laughs> oh, God. But I'm confident about it because I don't think she would have described it as having gone smoothly if someone had, in fact, drowned. <laughs> I'm sure she wouldn't have mentioned yeah. going smoothly. Yeah. She would have said that it was a, quite a the tragedy. Thing to, <laughs> quite the thing to skirt over. <laughs> Which really had been, yeah. Yeah, so... I, I was happy to throw that in there. Okay. And I, I'm Confident. pleased. I'm pleased as well. Mm, me too. Thank you. And long well. may it continue. Yes. In the evening when we all let our hair down mm. and were celebrating, she took to the decks for a brilliant set, getting us all dancing even after being on our feet all day. Claire is another long-term listener from way back in the day. Mm. This is so nice. And, um, and she loves you both as much as I do. Well, assuming that is above zero, mm. that's a lovely thing to it hear. Is. Unless you really found a way to get me to read out a nasty <laughs> remark. <laughs> I don't, don't like those guys. I'm going to write into the podcast. I'm going to lull them into a false sense of security. Then he'll read this sentence, believing it's a compliment, when in fact we both detest you. That's quite the paranoia. Um I could not think of a better way to thank her than on your podcast. So for Claire, events planner and friend extraordinaire, thank you. We couldn't have done it without you and we love you. I think this sounds wonderful. I'm fe- can, can I be honest with you about something? Mm. I'm feeling a bit guilty for saying that I only enjoy a, an in-person therapy session. Okay. Could you feel it's bad for a business if you're putting out these ideas? <laughs> yeah. And, and um, you know, I, I, um, I think Catty knows herself and her work far better than I do, but mm. I wouldn't want her to think that I think she's offering something less than. I think it's a, a, a weird thing about me. I personally would rather do video. And what, what is it about video that you'd rather do? Just I wouldn't have, wouldn't have to leave the house. <laughs> and I just I wouldn't have to have that sort of awkward staring at their rug or their books or like I could just sort of stare at my own house. Yeah, and I, ne- I never like the, the leaving a therapy session. Mm. actually mm. never like arriving or, or leaving because of the what that what's the appropriate amount of small talk mm. up to anything this weekend none of your business i'm a therapist we should have boundaries i mean this would probably happen on a video one but yeah no to, to provide some balance i would prefer a video yeah. one see what what i think what i think i like is i think it's not sobbing in a room on my own <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather sub in someone else's room with them, yeah. Yeah, but not, not generally, tissues. not generally. But I think, yeah, that's part of what I'm paying for. Right. I'm paying to be as boring as as I ever am without fear of judgment. And if you think I get boring on this podcast, you should really hear me in a therapy <laughs> session. And uh, I, I'm, I'm paying to have somebody else have to know what to do with me when I'm sobbing. Have you ever been hugged by a therapist? Well, I had a therapist for a long time who who um, I love and we'll see again, um, and and that's how we like say hello and goodbye with uh, okay. you. Know, it was a, but not a, like a comforting hug. Oh no, I don't think so. No, no, no. just had the, okay. the, the them hand over tissues and then I say I've got a hanky. Oh. I don't like the feel of tissue on my face. Okay. Why have you? No, I didn't know you didn't like the feel of tissue on your face. How did I not know that about you? Oh, I hate the feel of tissue full stop. I didn't know that. Yes. Big thing with me. 
toilet paper in the toilet? I'd, I'd rather I'd rather use wet wipes, but you can't really flush them down. You can get flushable ones. Though. I know, but yeah, they're, they're, they're difficult to find the ones that have got yeah, the necessarily flush. approval. And mm. I, I don't even trust that necessarily no, anyway. I know what you mean. Not just for environmental reasons, but from uh, having to get a plumber out. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, back to Claire. Back to Claire. Yeah. So I just, I, di- I didn't want to, because um, it really sounds wonderful what you're doing. Like next level wonderful mm, as well. Mm. So uh, so there we go. It's the latest edition of the podcast. Podicated from Catty to Claire. Catty should offer some in-person sessions. And Catty rolls. <laughs> she should take that on board. Um... I really need to bring this home now, don't I? <laughs> this has been going on a long... Have you seen how long we've been going for? It's a long one, is it? It's, Two it's... hours 20? That's no, no, it's, right. it's one hour 20. Oh, but even... So, that's insane. That is a long one. I don't know what's happened here. I'm only hoping there was some bit where we recorded where you and I just had a little chat with each other, um, which went on for a long time. Mm. Otherwise, I can't believe we're subjecting people to this, especially not Catty and Claire, who sorry. will have had to wait all the oh, all the way to the end. Hopefully everyone just fast-forwarded. Let's hope so. Yeah. All right, if you'd like a podication, email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.